Oh, hallelujah. No, we ain't done yet. Hallelujah. I got the victory. I win. We win today. Woo. If you believe it today, give the Lord praise for about 10, 20 seconds. I win. We win. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. Woo. Thank you, my God. Before we do anything else, woo, thank you, Jesus. This place is going to blow up today. I got a feeling. Joshua Huffman, I had the distinct privilege of baptizing my brother in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My God, won't he do it? Won't he do it? In the name of Jesus, we win. We win. My God, thank you, Lord. Y'all can be seated for a minute. I won't make you stand. I do have a few announcements. If you will, keep uh, Pastor Wes and Sister Michelle in your prayers. They're in Wabash this week. And... uh, I don't know if they took the kids or not, but that's a, a little bit of a drive. They did. Lord bless them. We're going to be doing it later this month, so pray for us too. Next Sunday, we are going to have our annual Thanksgiving dinner at Mansfield Park. Can you believe it? This year's almost done. It's Thanksgiving time. So come to church. Go home. Get your stretchy pants on. Come out to Mansfield Park. It's going to be fun. There is a sign-up sheet out in the foyer, so if you will, make sure you take a look at that before you leave today. Sign up for something. We want to make sure we got plenty of food. That way everybody can stretch their stretchy pants as far as they want to stretch them. Amen? Also, next Sunday, we're going to have Brother Daniel Taylor with us from Oklahoma. So we're going to have a time before we go out to the park for our Thanksgiving dinner. Um, We also have peanut brittle that's coming up. It's It's nearing the end. I know that we still have, I'm sure we have slots that are available. So if you want to, reach out to Sister Michelle. I'm sure she will gladly take the help as much as she can. If I could have a couple ushers come up, we're going to go ahead and do our offering as well. We're going to pray over our offering in this service today. Oh, yes, we do have missions. It's How did I forget missions? It is also Mission Sunday. And now that I'm talking about that, we were able to give uh, Brother Grimm, we always try to be very transparent is the word, um, about what we do, about what we're giving. We were able to give the, give the Grimm's $1,500 for East Africa. That is in addition to everybody that donated specifically to the Grimm's for the orphanage or for whatever you decided you wanted that money to go towards. That's just from the church what we did. So if you did something specific for them, that money is going to them as well. That's a tent, y'all. That is a, that is a big old tent where they can have church in East Africa and praise and worship God. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's worth it. Woo, thank you, Jesus, for it. So just know everything you're doing, it's going somewhere. We're using it as best as we can. We want to we wanna take this gospel to the world. Amen. We're going to pray over our offering today. Um, my brothers on either side will take up tithes and offerings. Sis here in the middle is going to take up missions. And then Brother James over there 
looking slick in the corner as usual. We'll be able to help you out with card swipe whenever you need. If y'all will, stand with me. I know we have, we have all these things. We've got these little things that we need to do. But offering time is a way that we, is the way that we praise and worship God, isn't it? Because we talked about it this morning. Without God, we wouldn't be blessed enough to have the jobs we have. I've been so blessed in the work that I do. I would never be able to get to where I am right now without God. And I'm thankful for it, and I realize it. So when I give to God, it's a way of worship for me. So when we look at this, look at it in that way. Your blessing, because you've been blessed. And God says that he'll give it back. And when God gives, whoo, buddy, watch out. Because he'll give you more than you can handle in a good way. Pray with me today. Lord, we love you. God, we're so thankful for your spirit that's already in this house today. God, I pray that you'd bless this offering. Multiply it. God, use it for your glory and for your purpose. God, I pray that you touch every part of this service today. God, I I feel your spirit already so strong in this house, God. I pray, Lord, that you'd speak, God, to those that need spoken to. God, if someone needs healed today, God, whoever it may be, God, I trust and believe. God, you're still able to do those things. God, whatever we need, Lord God, every situation, every need, God, that's in this house, God, I pray that you'd speak to it today. Have your perfect will and your perfect way in this service. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for it. And we ask it all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. If you will, bring your tithes and offerings forward this morning.
worship you, yeah, yeah, and I worship you, worship you, worship you, yeah, 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 yeah. I worship you because you're holy, holy. I worship you because holy is who you are. I worship you because you're worthy, worthy. I worship you because worthy is who you are. I worship you because you're mighty, mighty. I worship you because mighty is who you are. I worship you because you're holy, holy. I worship you because holy is who you are. I worship you because you're worthy, worthy. I worship you because worthy is who you are. I worship you because you're mighty, mighty. I worship you because mighty is who you are. I worship you because you're holy, holy. I worship you because holy is who you are. I worship you because you're worthy, worthy. I worship you because worthy is who you are. I worship you because you're mighty, mighty. I worship you because mighty is who you are. I worship you because you're holy, holy. I worship you because holy is who you are. I worship you because you're worthy, worthy. I worship you because worthy is who you are. I worship you because you're mighty, mighty. I worship you because mighty is who you are. I worship you because you're holy, holy. I worship you because holy is who you are. I worship you because you're worthy, worthy. I worship you because worthy is who you are. I worship you because you're mighty, mighty. I worship you because mighty is who you are, and I worship you because of who you are. Hallelujah. You are worthy, Shake the foundation with praise. I gotta praise. I gotta praise. 
do tear down strongholds break the chains find the devil in jesus Come on, you have the right. We have the right to shake this foundation with our praise. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name, Jesus. Praise your holy name. You know, there's... There's a few words the devil hates to hear, amen, a believer say. 
Greater is he that is in me. Oh, it makes the devil mad when you know uh, what you have. When Brother Ty was teaching today, the devil hates it when we know who we are in Christ Jesus. And when we say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Hallelujah. It just rings the ears of the enemy. Amen. It lets him know, amen, that we're prepared for battle. We're ready. Because greater, greater, greater. Hallelujah. Come on, tell the Lord you love him. Tell him whatever you feel like on your heart today. Come on, just let him know. Take a few moments. Let him know. We give to you, Jesus. It's all about you, Lord. I don't serve the Lord for other people. Come on, I don't serve God to get things from him. Amen. I serve the Lord because, uh, amen, he first loved me. Uh, Amen. He called me out uh, when I didn't deserve it. Uh, He spoke to my heart uh, when I didn't know the voice that was speaking. Uh, Amen. He He deserves everything that we can give to him. Because long before he gave the victory, on the cross. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, he died specifically for me. Specifically. That's, that's the way we've got to take this. Amen. That's what makes it personal. Amen. Lord, I know you did it for me. Amen. Praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost here today. Amen. God is trying to, he's trying to let the church know, get ready, get ready. This battle of this world, it's not ours, it's his. Everything that's happened, he's in control. Come on, there's a lot of things in life that we don't like. But we trust God. Amen. I still, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is still my favorite scripture, even though the devil's tried to steal it many, many times. I trust the Lord with all my heart. Lean not to my own understanding. In all of our ways, acknowledge you, Lord. You shall direct our paths. Amen. I'm glad he's the one in control. Amen. Thank you. You can go back to your seats for just a moment. I I want to take care of a couple things. For the new people that show up for peanut brittle, be prepared. We are a crazy bunch of people. I think we surprised a few yesterday. We talked we talked to each other like we do like you do in the factory. Shut up and do your job. How many needs to smile today? Do you need to put a smile on your face? I did this yesterday. I'll do it today. And I just cuz I don't want sister uh Sister Shelley to feel lonely here. I picked, I, I picked, that was yesterday. Easy, easy. I, I picked on her yesterday. 992 bags of peanut brittle yesterday, crew. What a, I'm telling you. Woo, I'm telling you what. From what, about 9 o'clock to 4? I think they quit about 4, 3.34. But I got good news. Who wants to hear some good news? And this will put a smile on your face. Brother Steve's been sharing with me some great things that have been happening for him. The Lord's just been a blessing. And uh, Sister Amy got a job. She went to the haunted house Halloween, and they hired her on the spot. Where's the drummer when you need him? See, you know, you said that yesterday when I said that about you. Oh, yeah. Love to make people smile because I tell you what, there's so much stuff to frown about, so much that could just weigh on us. And a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Amen. It's good for us. And I always try to find it. Of course, when I find it, I always find it in somebody else. You know, I do. I heard that birthday girl. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Krusty. Stand up. Yeah. Today's her birthday. Don't she look older? Sister B, 
Pushing what, 75? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sister Amanda. Sister Amanda, make sure you get her. That's your, that's your daughter. She said, make sure you get her. All right. Acts chapter 19, if you'll go there with me today. We, amen, I just feel. Woke up yesterday. And just, uh, just felt very strong. And Brother Ty kind of, I mean, just danced on it all day in the lesson today. You only reap what you sow. What you put out is all you're going to get back. And, and the just of the, a lot of things that he said, and the Lord just, I felt like spoke to my heart yesterday. And, and just for me, I, I'll just tell you, last weekend we had the privilege of being in uh, Portsmouth, Ohio, the coffees there at the church. And it was a great weekend, took great good care of us and, and uh, had the grands with us. Amen. I was so thankful for that. I got to go with us, but uh, the Lord just woke me up and said, you only get what you put out. And I laid there, and I thought, Lord, what, what, is, what does that mean? What is that? Uh, because sometimes when the God speaks, you know, it, it could be a, you know, I'm not one of those believers. Uh, somebody here with flowers, flowered shirt or dress. I mean, I don't get into that. But. I do believe that sometimes when you challenge God, ask God, what is it that you're saying? Uh, it's time that we turn the tables here in this church, in this body, and we start preaching about baptism and about the Holy Ghost even more than what. And for some of us, you know, it may seem, I hope it don't seem mundane because it shouldn't. Uh, it, always, it always should be a great thing. But we need to start sowing so that we can see some reaping take place. We're, we're seeing some great things happen. And uh, for I don't know if she told you on me yesterday, but uh, I told her we had to pray for you, brother, the lack of judgment. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's not his head. He not his head. Yeah, I said, yeah. But uh, we, we love them. I'm so excited that, amen, Brother Josh was baptized. I mean, in Jesus' name, I appreciate that. We've been seeing some bits and pieces, but I, I believe I, I want to harvest. I don't want to be satisfied with just a little bit. Come on. Amen. I want to be, I want the Lord to have his way. And so I, I feel like today the Lord has laid this upon my heart. Acts 19 is very familiar. Uh, just kind of revisit some things here. Acts 19 verses 1 through 8. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said unto him, We have not so much as even heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. Man, I, that, that, that's almost disappointing right there. The word hadn't got out. And you're talking about probably about 18 to 20 years had transpired from, from the cross. And so he said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. And Paul, uh, Paul said, then said Paul, John truly baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him. Somebody say him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about twelve. And he went, up, went unto the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. I want to stop right there, and I just want to draw from verses 2 and verses 3, where he says, have you received the Holy Ghost, and how were you baptized? I want to use that as the thought the Lord gave me. Two important questions. Say it with me. Two important questions. Thank you. You can be seated. Let me start by saying what we have here 
you don't have everywhere. Amen. And I'm so thankful for it. But it's an ongoing project. Serving God, worshiping God, pouring into a service. You know, you hear me say it all the time around here. The first few minutes that we have in a service is our time to give to God and to show God our, our feelings, our, our feelings about His worthiness and our sacrifice and our praise that we give. That's why it's your time, what you, what you give to God, what you decide. Uh, I know sometimes we have rough weeks. Uh, Brother Ty mentioned about, you know, almost end of the year. Uh, what comes to my mind is the one-liner from Tombstone, well, bye. Almost like last year. Bye. Glad it's, glad it's getting over and moving forward. That's the way we feel. But when we go through things like that, when we have things like that, <coughs> we've got to realize God still is still in control. He still knows how to deliver. And so there are two important questions that we must ask when it comes to our salvation. <coughs> and the Apostle Paul addressed both of them. Because on his third missionary, and, and, and think about this, on his third missionary trip, he was focused on unifying, somebody shout unifying, and encouraging believers. It's important that we unify. As we look around and we see the chaos and we see things happening, we, we don't understand what's going on to some degree. Matter of fact, I'm sure you've sat in front of your television, watched the news and watched some of the things that's come forth, and you think, what are they thinking? Or where is this coming from? How can people think and how can the process be like that? But sometimes we've got to realize, uh, amen, when we come together as believers, we've got to stay unified. We've got to stay on target. We've got to stay on the message. And that is, uh, how were you baptized? Uh, amen. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Uh, I don't want to just go through the motions of life. Uh, amen. I want to have what God has given us. And when it comes to salvation, we can't play around. Because here in Ephesus, where Paul had been briefly before, and he promised to return, and he's fulfilling that. Apollos, let me just kind of set a little bit of tone here. Apollos, a disciple of John, had been teaching and preaching. And I think that's important for us to understand a little bit of that foundation. Because he was, had been teaching and preaching, the, the Scripture says, the way of the Lord. Now, to Apollos, Apollos, the way of the Lord meant repentance for remission of sin, to, uh, to bring forth fruits that were worthy of repentance, and also uh, about the coming of the Messiah, uh, about the coming of the, the Lord. And, of course, didn't know it was Jesus or didn't feel like it was Jesus at the time. So he was ministering this to people there in Ephesus. Now, uh, these believers were not familiar with the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and about Jesus' name baptism. They had no clue. Even though Paul had been there, they had no clue because Apollos was only sharing what he had been taught through John the Baptist and his teaching. And so John taught baptism, but he, he taught on the other side of the cross. I mean, understand that. Amen. When Jesus died on the cross and gave up the ghost, what happened? Amen. It changed the dispensation, amen, of law, amen, into grace. The way of the Lord was a little bit different before. Now, let me stop, and I want to inject this because... Brother, Brother, didn't Brother Ty did a great job today? I'm telling you what, awesome. Great, great Sunday school we had out here. But as he was teaching, the thought just come to me. There's one debt we can never get out of. Jesus paid the, we, we say Jesus paid the price for everything. But church, listen, we, and we've got to get this. And, and he, he taught about this. There's one debt that we all can never, all of us, none of us can never get out of. And that debt is called love. I'm in debt to love whether I like it or not. 
Come on, we can talk about the national debt, and we can see those numbers just keep on, you know, that could overwhelm our mind. But when we think about as serving the Lord, when it comes to Jesus, uh, amen, guess what? Uh, We can never pay, we can never get out of our debt of love. We've got to show love one toward the other. We've got to love each other even when someone else is not doing the greatest, uh, even when somebody else is not handling the battle like we think they should, Uh, amen. And guess what? We've got to love one another. And we've got to stick up for one another. And we've got to unify, amen, in the body of Christ. We've got to stand together, amen. We don't need, amen, a hammer hanging around our neck, amen. We don't need the mighty Thor. We've got the almighty God. We've got the spirit of the Holy Ghost that is to lead and guide us into all truth. When someone gets away from the truth, it's, it's the other spirit that's guiding them away. And we listen to that. Amen. And we can listen to the wrong voice. Amen. So the, when you think about it, the, the believers there were not familiar. And, you know, in our minds we think, man, how could they not know about baptism? How could they not know about the Holy Ghost? And notice the, the term, they're disciples, they're learners. They had, a, they had a hunger for God. They had a hunger for the things of God. Luke 3.16, look at this. Because it's John's baptism. He says, I indeed baptize you with water. But he explains, but there is coming one after me. So though all that Apollos was doing was doing what he felt that he'd been taught by John, amen, who he had looked up to, who was his pastor, who was his leader, who was his mentor, whatever you want to label it. And so he was carrying on that same thing in the world today. There's a lot of people that have never got outside of what they've heard, amen, from the church they was raised up in or from some kind of faith in the family. That's all they know, whether you're Catholic, whether you're Methodist, whether you're Baptist, Presbyterian, whether you Buddhist or whatever. Amen. All that they know sometimes is all that they've heard. But like Brother Ty brought out today, what was great about that is, thanks be to God, we've got the Bible. We've got the Word of God. We've got His infallible Word. Amen. Who is that Word? Jesus is that Word. The Spirit is that Word. That's who He is. Because all he is of God is the thought and the concept of all that God would ever create or do. Think about that. That's, that's pretty powerful stuff. But John had this, John had this, but he had this knowledge that it doesn't stop here. And oftentimes people get caught in tradition and we stop in that tradition. That's why understanding the word of God. And now here we are years later. The message of John had spread beyond Israel. Understand, you know where he was. It spread beyond Israel and now to Alexandria, the capital of Egypt. And now in this Jewish synagogue of a Gentile city called Ephesus, here is Jesus. Here, here is Paul, amen, going in, teaching these and disputing with them about salvation. Come on, sometimes before you're going to change somebody's mind, you've got to have a confrontation about the Word of God, about the power of God. I know we're taught, we feel like, man, if we love people, we won't, we won't provoke people. We won't. Listen, sometimes you don't have to provoke anybody, just your presence. The Lord taught me a long time ago in the prison, when I walk into a cell house, a cell house with 300 convicts, that you better know that the devil knows you're there, whether you know what's going on or not. The devil knows you're here by virtue of the Holy Ghost. That's why the devil hates to hear us say, greater is he that's in me. Because when I've got the Holy Ghost, I've got the right to say, greater is he that is. And when the devil knows, I know... And you know, he has to change his battle plan. Because here's what, he, here's what he's doing. You know, in the garden, he talked to Eve. And we could connect that. Listen, the best way to get to people is through their family. They carry it back home. Things explode. Things happen. The best way, the devil's learned, the best way 
he, he, he doesn't fight like with, like with all these weapons and all these things. The mind. If the enemy can get in our mind and convince us that we're all right. You see, these disciples, and we call them the Baptist boys because they were John the Baptist. These disciples, all they knew and all they knew to do was teach and to testify about what they knew. I, now listen, I, I don't want to sound like I'm being mean, but listen, some of us need to step up. Because what little you think you have, you need to speak out with it and use it. Because if it's all you know, it's all right. You understand Jesus' name, baptism? Get after somebody. You understand receiving the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues? Get after somebody. Tell somebody. Because I promise you, there's a lot of people that don't understand because they haven't heard. And some of the things they may have heard, like said, when they've heard it from somebody, it's like, really? Because you may talk that to me, but your life tells me a whole lot more. How you're living your life in public tells a whole lot more than you talking about or being able to explain the Word of God when it comes to tongues or baptism or salvation. Look at your neighbor and say, he's right. Go back to Acts 19.4. Look at this. Because these who believed in the coming Messiah, in Christ, look at this. We know what we believe, hopefully. And one of the, you've heard me say this, one of the most disturbing things that bothers me as a pastor as a leader, is when someone in the congregation here refers to this church as my church, your church. It's ours. Because it makes me feel like you've disconnected yourself by saying it that way, and it only belongs to somebody else and not you. Oh, you think it's, the devil picks up on that stuff. And so it's important that we understand those who believed in the coming Messiah, Christ, guess what? They obeyed. They, they heard the preached word of Paul. And you know what they did? They submitted themselves to it. What's wrong with us today is we hear so much junk, so much garbage, like was said in this morning. So much garbage comes in, garbage comes out. We hear, we're, we're combated all the time. And you've heard me say this. I'm not a big proponent of televangelism. I don't care how right it is. I don't care how good they do. I'm not a believer of it because I believe it sows more discord and it hurts the community a whole lot more. And what the church is supposed to be, it has more of a negative effect than it has a positive. Because it mostly encourages people that they're all right in their condition. Because many of them will not deal with tenets of faith of like what we believe in baptism, being filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, living a righteous, holy life. We'll deal with those things. So that's why I want people to understand Paul had to deal with the same kind of thing. But those that heard him, they had a hunger for God. And they were submissive to the word of God and the power of God. And they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen, that should illustrate, I hope someone that's reading this or watching this, this should illustrate to those who have not taken on the name of Jesus in baptism that it needs to be rebaptized. They need to look at being rebaptized because that's the first thing Paul asks when he says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? That tells you right there, just being a believer does not make it automatic. You're not automatic saved. Because saved means delivered. When you confess and you believe something, now you're delivered from the unbelief of it. Have you received the Holy Ghost? Let, let, let me ask if, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Saying it just don't get it. Paul was, I'm sure he was surprised. What? You haven't heard about this? 
in, in your travels and in, in your dedication? Wow. And I'm sure probably in the back of his mind, we need to do a better job. Think about it. But it should illustrate to those who have not taken on the name of Jesus Christ in baptism that they need to and they need to be rebaptized if they've been baptized some other way. Because Apostle Paul returns to Ephesus and he found several that had not received the entire gospel. That's the situation today. There's a lot of people that will dance around the Bible and they'll use, well, they use the Bible. Yes, they do. But from cover to cover, from front to back, it's all about creation and all about the coming of the Lord. Genesis 3.15, the Lord revealed to the devil, let him know, I'm going to put an enmity, I'm going to put a wedge, I'm going to put separation. He said, because there's coming, amen, there's coming a time when it's going to deal the severe blow to your head. There'll be suffering involved, but he revealed then. So he questions, now get this, he questions their experience. Have you received the Holy Ghost? Now, stop here. Put up verse number 2, chapter 19, verse 2. Notice. Have you received the Holy Ghost? And if you, if you mark your Bible, highlight this. Since you believed. Because he addressed them as believers. Did he not? He knew that they were believers. But have you received the Holy Ghost? He didn't attack. He didn't distract. From the message of what Apollos had been doing. He didn't, hey, I don't know why that guy told you that. I don't know why he ain't up to date. I don't know why this church is this way or this belief is that way. He didn't attack. He didn't go after that. He said, but I want you to know something because, amen, what was started there in, in Ephesus, uh, Paul says, listen, uh, but what I want to do is I want you to know we've got to expand on it. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Let's expand on what you've learned, what you know. He amplified their understanding by revealing the complete plan of salvation, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Simply what he said was they needed to believe on Jesus Christ and be baptized in his name because he died on the cross. For what reason? What reason do we need to be baptized? For the remission of sins. That's what baptism's all about. And it doesn't stop there. And receive the Holy Ghost. You see, Apollos had been taught the way of the Lord. That sounds biblical. Sounds great, don't it? And to some degree it is. Because the way of the Lord, John the Baptist, he knew he was the forerunner. The way of the Lord was to be ushered in. But he also made it very clear to everyone he talked to, I'm not the one you should be looking for. There's actually coming one after me that's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Can I, can I be a little tongue-in-cheek today? Some of you need to quit smoldering. And get the fire back going. Because there's a difference. If you've ever gone camping, if you've ever been outside, there's a difference when just the smoke coming up, amen, from what used to be a fire. Come on, I may still look like I'm a campfire. I may still look like it. Come on, but that's not what it's about. It's about Holy Ghost and with He said there's coming one after me that's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He made it clear. And I believe Apollos, I believe some knew that there was probably something. That's why they was expecting the Messiah to come. Notice this. He says they needed to believe on Jesus Christ. They were believers. 
Be baptized in his name for the remission of sins. Receive the Holy Ghost. Apollos had covered some of those bases. But the thing that strikes me so different than maybe our world today, and, you know, again, I browbeat a lot social media. It has its good stuff, but it has a lot of bad stuff. People, a lot of bad people take advantage. Come on, just like in the world, a lot of bad people take advantage of a lot of good. There will be bad people take advantage of your good nature. They'll tell you how you're supposed to be, whether they are or not. I don't know how many times I've been told in my life, well, you've got to, you've got to love me. Matter of fact, I had a, I had a preacher one time tell me, oh, well, you know, just kind of being real passive and blowing it off. And blah, blah. Well, brother, you just got to forgive me. I sat there. He looked at me and said, right? I said, no. I don't have to forgive you. I said, I'll forgive you if I believe that you're telling me the truth. I'll forgive you if you mean it. But I ain't going to believe a lie and be damned. I'm not going to just believe what's everything somebody tells me. Oh, isn't that the truth? Because there's a lot of stuff that you could, you could get in your mind, and the devil would love to do that. He only understood the baptism of John. That's all. Listen, all that some can teach is all they know. And listen, I'm, I'm going to close. This is not going to be long. In fact, go ahead and come to the music so people will see I'm going to keep my word. Some can have an experience with God and still not possess the complete knowledge. I don't detract from anybody that has a knowledge of God and the things of God. I don't detract from somebody that can quote Scripture but is far from what it takes, amen, for the plan of salvation. Don't even know how to put that together. Amen. There's a lot of preachers I've learned, amen, that's come through and preached, amen, that sounds like they're deep and sounds like they're in there, but when you get them privately, amen, word-wise, they're very shallow, amen, because they focus on the things that they've got to do when they evangelize, amen, but outside teaching people, amen, sometimes you think, man, they're shallow, and you thought when they preached, they were very deep. There's people that can come across very deep, very loving, very kind, soft voices, soft voices makes me feel so better. When you talk to me so soft, instead of get up there and beat the platform and scream and yell and get red-faced. It's been said. I'm sure, I'm sure there was a difference between Apostle Peter and Apostle Paul in their way of delivery. I promise you. So I feel like I'm okay. But notice this, the key to this is some will possess a knowledge, but not a complete knowledge, especially the plan of salvation. Why? Because it is a growing process. You can only reap what's been sown. You can only develop what you have you to use to develop with. Think about it. But know this. I love that you can acquire you can get knowledge, and you can get experiences. But there comes a point. Listen to me. I'm talking to some folks today. There comes a point of decision. Stand with me. Come on, I want you to focus. Don't, 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 don't think this is over yet. It's not. But there comes a point of decision. Because they were going through the motions. They were... They had the great, the, the nice label of being disciples, learners. And when Paul inquired, have you received? Two important questions. Have you received? Uh, no, we don't know anything about it. 
unlike some today. Oh, have you received the Holy Ghost? Oh, I don't. Me and God, we got this worked out. No, you don't. Because that's not a God thing. That's just a lie. It's just a deception of the enemy for people to feel like they're all right. Think about that for just a moment. Two questions that the apostle said, have you received? And then when they couldn't answer, said, no, we don't even know about it. I'm sure his adrenaline, his preaching adrenaline got pumped up. Oh, hallelujah. We're fixing to have some church. He said, then how were you baptized? Because I promise you, he knew from the one, the other hadn't been covered either. Why? Because it was all about Jesus. And so the two questions that he asked them, put them at the point of decision. And reaching that point, you, I, we have to decide. What will you do with it? Have you received the Holy Ghost? Have you been filled with the Spirit of God? Have you spoken in a heavenly language? Have you allowed the Spirit to take control? Submit ourselves. Because they did. Just by hearing and believing. I don't know if they, I believe they, they knew the Apostle Peter, or Paul. I knew they, they, they through Apollos, they knew, oh man, he great man of God, probably had a good reputation, good, good marquee about he's coming. But Paul focused on the two questions. And what did he do? Listen, I'm going to ask somebody there, what are you going to do with the salvation that's come your way? Have you received the Holy Ghost? If not, Because it takes the name of Jesus. A lot of good people have experienced, have great experiences with God. Like Apollos did. They are sincere. They're supportive. Amen. They have a fervency to serve God. And yes, still, has to answer to the question. Do you have the Holy Ghost? Have you been baptized? Have you received the Holy Ghost since I can't emphasize that enough. Since you believe. Come on. Come on. Your eyes closed all over this place. Church, come on. Let's pray. Come on. Let's unify right now. I'm not telling you you have to have my experience. I'm telling you you need the experience. Paul says, listen, I, I, I can't give this to you myself. Uh, he said, but what I can do, I can question you and ask you, have you received since you believed? How were you baptized then? Well, John, well, great. John did a great thing. He, and he, but he let you know if you were He let them know. doesn't stop here with just that. That's just the forerunner. That's just the first fruits. That's why he said, bring forth repentance worthy.